We're not settling here. We're not just coming to, to migrate and to be the people of New Day. No, you may come to New Day, but you are called to go and run the race that God has called you to run. You are called and to do what God has called you to do. And when I saw this picture, I realized, man, I get it now. Get you to maybe a place where you can go back onto the race. So maybe you come in and your tires are just whacked up. <laughs> I'm not here to tell you, man, your tires are whacked up. No, I'm here to say, man, hey, you're here. Man, we're going to get those tires to where they need to be so that you can go and do what you've been called to do. Yeah, but you don't get it. My tires are whacked up because of the previous church I came from where the people did this or they did this. Oh, we don't even have to go there. I mean, man, God may bring healing to you. We can have a conversation about it. But there is a race that you're called to run. And when you're here in the pit stop, that's when you're just getting recharged. That's when you're getting what you need. But we are called to run Monday through Saturday or however it looks, Monday through Sunday, every single day of the week. And this is just simply on Sunday mornings to call you up into who you are in Christ and call you up into who your father is to you so that when you leave these walls, you leave ready to go. You know what? I can go another mile. I can go another 10, 15 laps. And so that you're no longer settling, that we're advancing. We're always making progress in what God has called us to do. And so shortly after I had that picture of my mind, this is the verse that came to my mind, Ephesians chapter 4. Verse 11, it says, of course, he's appointed some as apostles and some as prophets and some as evangelists and some as pastors and some as teachers. I made a point last week, but I want to reiterate it, is that that's not the elite class. That is just God now setting up those five offices to now do what? Look at this, and this is what I love now about what I get to do. It says, and their calling is to nurture and to prepare Another translation says to equip, that I now have a calling in my life. My calling is not for you to think I'm special or good at this or good at what I do. My calling now is to be servants of you. I get to now nurture you and shepherd you and prepare you for what? Look at this. And to prepare all the believers to do their own works of ministry. Now when you look at the word works because it has nothing to do with God loving you, now you can do it in response to God loving you. It becomes some, something that is fulfilling and not an obligation. Because oftentimes what we've done for God has drained us because we hope that it would actually make us closer to God. But Jesus is the only reason that we're close to God. And so it's out of that relationship I have with Christ that I'm going to now go and go, Lord, what is the work of the ministry you have for me? I hope you ask that question over these next, these next couple of weeks is what is the work that you have for me? And some it may be very specific, others you may not know exactly what that looks like. And it says that as you go and do their work, they will now what? Enlarge and build up the body of Christ. I love that. It's not about building a church, it's about building the church. Is that you go and do the works of your ministry, you'll start to see people come to know Jesus as Lord. And there's opportunities all around. Just yesterday, I was in a, a store in Chicago, and a Chinese guy, I, I actually bumped into him twice, and so he said these words. He goes, oh, since we bumped into each other's twice, do you want to hear a couple jokes? <laughs> and in his own broken English, he started to just share some jokes with me, and uh, 
and I didn't get them. I did laugh. I, I, did, I, didn't, I really, truly didn't get any of the jokes that he shared. Um, but I said, um, you know, since we bumped into each other, do you mind if I share Jesus with you a little bit? I said, are you a religious person? He says, no, I come straight from China, and I, I, I know of God, but I don't know that. I said, have you heard of Jesus before? And he says, I have heard of Jesus because of some of the church things that have been done in China, in China there. And I said, man, I just want to tell you a little bit about Jesus. And I asked him if he had any pain in his body. And he said, yeah, pain in my leg. And I said, you know what? It's hindered him from doing a lot of the work that he's called to do. And, and uh, I said, I just want to pray for you right now. And he received it. And we got stuck in line together. And so we got to talk a little bit more. But those are opportunities to do what? A work of ministry. And we miss out on many of those just because of the nature of our agenda for that day. And so I want you to see, that I'm going to explain it in just a minute, that there is a difference between what happened in that store and what I'm called to do as a pastor. I'm going to explain it in just a moment. Look at verse number 12. All right, verse 16 actually. It says, For his body has been formed in his image and is closely joined together and constantly connected as one. And every, everybody say Every. This is very important. Every single one of you have been given a gift to contribute to the growth of all. Every single one of you have been given either a gift or gifts that will contribute to the growth of his body. And those, and as these gifts operate effectively through the whole body, we are what? Made, we are built up and we are now perfected. Every single one of you play a part. Your past does not determine the gift that was given to you. Your gift was given before you had a past. Your gift was given before you felt unqualified to walk in that gift. The callings on your life, there's ministries on your life. You may be far from God in this place, and yet God's callings and his giftings are what? Irrevocable, that they are not taken away from you. That he still has those plans and those purposes on your life. And so each of us, not just me, every single person in this room, you have a ministry, keyword, to fulfill. While you are here on this earth, you may live 80 years, 90 years, 100 years. Nobody knows the exact time that you're going to live. But you have a ministry while you're here on this earth to fulfill. And that's why Paul could say at the end of his life, he goes, man, I've run the race that I've been called to. I fought the fight that I was called to fight, and I'm coming to the end of my day, but I fulfilled the ministry that God gave for me. And we are called to advance his kingdom, to take back ground that the enemy has stolen, and that God desires to partner with us because we are his sons and daughters. He left us on this earth for a reason, and therefore he has given all of us a ministry that comes with a grace. That's what I love about it, is that this ministry that God has called me to also comes with this in, empowering. It's kind of like getting a toy that comes with batteries. That's fulfilling, isn't it? It's satisfying because you can play with the toy when you get it. But the same thing is that God gives us a ministry, but at the same time, he says, I'm going to give you a grace to fulfill the very things that you have. And then I'm also going to place an anointing upon you so that when you minister, you're not doing it out of yourself. You're doing it with my power so that I can now transform the life of the one that you're ministering to. 
So let me just put that in, in, in play, is that he has called me to be a pastor, but he also places a grace upon me to be a pastor. So I've heard the phrase many times, oh, I'd never want your job. Well, of course you wouldn't because you don't have a grace for it, but if you had a grace for it, you would love this. Do you know what I'm saying? And the moment we lose sight of that grace, we hate what we're doing for God. But he not only gives me a grace to now do and handle what is going to come my way, but he also now gives me an anointing so that when I speak, it's nothing about me. Think about this for a moment. You may go, man, I feel like he's talking just to me. Or I feel like when he speaks, man, I feel like a, a lightness come over me. Or man, things are breaking. Or he's just been so instrumental in God transforming me. Well, just take me out of the picture for a moment. Realize it's God's anointing on the grace of the calling that I walk in. And now you get Jesus flowing through you. Because Jesus is the anointed one. And so I now just become a vessel. So can you think about how crazy it sounds for me to now talk to God about my inadequacies and talk him out of why he can use me? Because it has nothing to do about me. I'm literally just a conduit. I mean, can you imagine a piece of pipe that you're going to put in the, for the, um, the sink and you just... If the pipe had a voice, the pipe goes, I can't do that. I can't give you water all the time. Like, I'm not, I'm a pipe. You know what I'm saying? Like, if he diminished his role in thinking that he's the one giving the water to you, and like, you're going to turn that sink on like 40 times a day, and how am I going to keep on producing all that for the people, right? What if a pipe said that? You'd be like, you're, you're not, what are you? You're way thinking you're too big for this because it's nothing about that. You're just a conduit for the water to flow through so somebody can get the drink. And so I can't pray for people and see them get healed. Oh, you think you're the one that actually is determining whether or not they get healed when you pray for them? No, you're the what? The pipe. Isn't it? It's important. Because then we now are so self-conscious and it has nothing to do about it's his calling, it's his grace, and it's anointing. Now you can see lives transformed. And of course they reciprocate and say, thank you very much, but you realize you're a pipe. It has nothing to do. It, it, you know where the source comes from and you know that you're not the ending of it. You're just the one that has allowed God to flow through your life. So now I hope you see ministry so differently. It's not about, oh my gosh, I, he's calling me to do this. <laughs> Go do it and realize the moment you step and say, yes, he gives you a grace. And when that grace comes with an anointing and now you can watch God transform lives through you and it has nothing to do with you.